0: Hello and welcome to the Raising Men show. I'm your host Craig Carlisle. Week three, Chatham. The series we got going right now called Political Party. This week's topic is party line. I know last week we spoke and I read about the different parties and what they were, what the descriptions are, and what their hot topics were, at least for the state of California. And if you're looking for any of those political groups and what they're all about and what their top priorities are in your state, I definitely encourage you all to go out and read, read, read. Get all the information you can. Find out about the propositions, the laws. Check on your candidates and see what they're all about, what hot topics that they have that they're speaking about that really resonate with your with the spirit of the Lord that's put, that the Lord's given you. And find out who you should vote for. How should you cast your vote in this upcoming election? Remember, for all of those who also are voting and you're trying to make some change in November with the commander-in-chief, always remember what our system of government is all about, that it doesn't matter what you check in that box for the presidential candidate. It only really matters what you're doing for what we do for our, our legislation, state and local officials, because... Remember, Congress is the one that truly has the power. The, the Electoral College is the one that actually elects our president. So don't worry about the popular vote. We can actually, your candidate could win, whoever that candidate may be. Last week we talked about my dog running, and I don't even have a dog. I can make up a fictitious dog and take pictures and videos of that thing and have it have 50 million, 50 billion followers and get him as a, or, he or her on the right in as a candidate and on the ballot and win the popular vote. But nothing will ever change. Electoral College is the one that actually sets power, chooses the commander in chief. So it's important that we know. We I see a lot of athletes, a lot of actors, a lot of actresses, a lot of you know people who have influence. They're you know they're always talking about vote, vote, vote. They're doing these initiatives. There's a lot of pay per click campaigns out there. There's a lot of ads running on our social media and YouTube and interrupting our our. You know, as we're, you know, scrolling through social media, remember what you're voting for. We don't need any rioting and looting and anger in the streets because your candidate didn't, candidate didn't win or the popular vote, you know, chose the one that you wanted, but the one that Electoral College selected is the really the one that won. So understand, spend some time, get to know your, your system of government in this country that we live in. It's important. Knowledge is power. I know, I used to watch a lot of T V back in the day as a kid and we used to watch Schoolhouse Rock and they always told me that reading is fundamental and knowledge is power. And then sometimes we've given up our knowledge and I'm not quite sure why that is. It, it's easier to probably have given over our knowledge of and our research and the effort that we have to spend to research and read and try to discover for ourselves what is really the truth, because there's so much information out there and we're not often sure what's fake news and what's real news and because they're not all coming from validated journalistic journalistic sources. With news, uh, newspapers and magazines, a journalist actually has to verify and validate their sources and you know, having a journalism degree and being able to say that I am a journalist, there's something to it. There's a ethic there's an ethic to it. There's a certain level of professionalism that you have to be able to say that you got this information from a legitimate and a validated Bonafide source nowadays with everyone having the power of the pen or the power of the click and the power of the scroll and the power of the blog we don't have to have any proof of st- in power of the post I guess you to say we don't have to have any proof of our statements we can just say a lot of inflammatory things whether it be on video or whether it be on our blogs where we are posting that information from it's one big Wikipedia and Wikipedia is a is a resource for information but it's unvalidated or Information. So, I'm encouraging you with this rant that I'm on right now. Validate your source. Spend some time investing, reading, listening, paying attention to the information that that you're getting. So, when you vote for your senator, for your assembly person, for your mayor, for your governor, and as you're voting on your their bills and laws and different different initiatives that are passing, you know what you're voting for read into the propositions, contact the people that are actually the the interest groups that are actually supporting it. Find out early, find out information about your, your voting precinct. When does it open? How soon can I vote? A lot of us don't understand that you can vote before November the 15th. You can definitely go to your precinct if it's open when the voting polls open physically at a location where you can actually go into in advance. Find out what's the earliest you can go. Some states have its 90 days and ahead of time. So it all depends on your state and your local county and your city as to when your poll opens, how long it will be open. And if you want to avoid lines, if you want to avoid your contact and so social distancing, if that's a thing for your state or your city or your county, spend some time preparing yourself. I encourage you not to wait to the last moment where we're expecting to have longer lines depending on what county, what city you know, what area you're in, if you're an inner city, if you're, you know, in the suburbs, if you're just wherever you are, invest the time and know now what you're up against. We're expecting absente- absentee ba- balloting, I shouldn't say we, but it's it's reported from the postal service that ballots can be delayed if you're mailing them in absentee, they could be delayed a week, two, sometimes even three. I personally have noticed that sometimes mailing some letters that are going from a, a place across town or maybe just to another city within the same state or is taking up to three weeks to arrive at their destination. So please exercise some proper prior planning before you wind up with some piss poor results, okay? Let's get into the party line. That's this, this week's topic. Get off that soapbox and jump onto another one. Again, I'm not trying to be the, the Howard Stern, the shock jock of Christian talk, but we gotta speak truthful, we gotta we have to have real talk about real life. That was an old tagline I've used for the show for many, many years. We, last week, I read about what each party was all about. what was their description, what were they what were their top priorities that they had for my state, state of California. As christians we we ought to know what our party line is. What does God want for us? what we should have some top priorities that we're working on or or we should be working on it. We should have some principles that we should know that we're standing on. We should not as Christians just be Christian in name only or be church goer in name only or just because I, you know, I paid a little offering here or there and I might tithe but not quite the full 10% and some of us bless God are are able to tithe the full 10 or and give that offering above and beyond. But that doesn't mean that we're doing our due diligence and reading and finding out what we're standing on. What, are we, what do we believe in? Do we disbelieve in God or do we believe in the fact that, that of what God is saying to us? And that's one of the things we need to look at is, what are we talking about when we talk about love, God's love? And that's one of the things we should be standing on. And when we're dealing with the word love, there are so many different variations of the word. And I did a show uh, called What's Love several months ago, I think it may have actually been last year, where I dealt with what I found to be seven different aspects or divisions or types of love, only two of which are specifically called out by name in the Bible. The two that are called out specifically are phileia, which is relationship or brotherly love, specifically, of course, used in the Bible. And the other one is agape love, or if you get the pronunciation right for the Greek or the Hebrew, it would be in this case would be Greek because this New Testament is where this word has actually been found for the first time. And the only place agape or agapeo is actually listed is in the New Testament. The other five versions are are more of a, a, a human chosen and derived term based on a situation. Eros or romantic love, committed love is actually implied in the Bible when we talk about, you know, Different people being in love with a person, loving his wife, or are implied as a course of the story. You can imply that a husband loved his wife, but as we're gonna, as I found in doing the research, just even for that, show, that even the, across the course of a conversation with, you know, a person, you can fly in and out of these different topics and types of love based on the conversation at hand. So eros love is romantic. It's the one that's been. Associated with, with the word erotic, uh, sexual love, it's something that's dealing with getting your physical nature, the 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 carnal side of you aroused and all hot and bothered and lathered up, so to speak. We mentioned philea, which of course mentioned in the Bible, friendship love. This is just non-physical, non-sexual, non that kind of erotic love. This is just you know for your best friend, brotherly love. This is a person that. It's cool that you're cool with Philea. Storge is that familial love, parent towards a a, a, a child. And again, I want to make sure that you understand that storge is something that you even, is a family relation, cousins, siblings. There's that kind of family-based love. Already spoke about agape love. Of course, that was mentioned in the Bible. Of course, storge would be, have been mentioned or implied, I should say, in the Bible. When we talk about brothers and sisters, as you name family line, this is this is the son of such and such, this is a child of so-and-so, those would be implied examples of store gang. The other one, another one is called ludus, which is an uncommitted love or flirtatious love where you're just trying to get what you can get. Now, it you can easily, you know, Say, well, does that Eros? It's the same thing. Well, no, this is just if a guy was going to try to make a pass or flirt at a woman or a woman flirting at a man or in passing or in intent, this is an, an opportunity for, especially if they're in a committed relationship. This is just, I wanted to get your attention. I want that. I love getting your attention in an uncommitted way. And whatever happens to transition into an Eros as a result of that, hey, they'll run hand in hand. Another version is pragma, which is founded on reason, duty, completion of a shared set of goal. You can even easily could say that this is related closely to the word pragmatic, but still we're dealing with just this word has its found in the dictionaries right now. These are relationships that were maybe even arranged marriages, where we may be in a relationship, in a marriage or in a business partnership founded on something that I've got to complete or comply, whether it is bringing two families together or bringing kingdoms together or just, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think of me a certain way or my lifestyle. So I just, you know, you want a house, You I want some kids, I, I want to have a person be in my life, but I, I, I'll just love you from a pragma standpoint where I don't really have any Eros love, or any physical, sexual love for you. I don't have any any desire to flirt at you. But I need to be able to have someone just to fulfill this goal. And the last one I found is fallacia. This is, yeah, I know, it is fellatio, not fellatio, let's get it right. This is self-love, self-care, the healthy self-care that we all need. So when we talk about love, we talk about what our party line is, we should be looking at these seven characteristics of love when we're dealing with people, whether it's brutality or not, or whether it's you know uh, heavy handedness or not, or whether it's just saying hello to my neighbor or not, or being kind to our kids or our spouse or anyone else that's in our family relationship circle. What are we saying? What are we doing? And especially right now in this political climate that's heavily charged, there's a lot of hot topics. Your candidate sucks and my candidate's better and I want so-and-so to win. I'm a red person. I'm a blue person. I'm a green person. I'm a whatever. We talked even last week about the different scriptures about some useless, senseless quarrels that can happen as a result. There's so much time that these politically politically charged arguments and discussions are going to do nothing to enhance the kingdom as we, as we debate topics. There's nothing wrong with having a healthy conversation about a topic to get some healthy communication and get an understanding. We talked about that also last week when uh, the whole the with the Tower of Babel, how God came down and and changed to uh, destroyed the tower and changed the language and distributed the people to the. You know various parts of the world because the people were trying to be more than what they should have been, more than God asked them to be. They wanted to be God so they were exp- expressing and displaying jealousy towards God and they in envy towards God. They wanted to be God and they weren't being obedient because they, they had taken up uh, residence in the Valley of Shinar when the, the instruction was to go forth, multiply and subdue the earth, subdue, subdue the world and they were camped out in the spot trying to build a temple and, and be where they were, they hadn't subdued the land yet. They hadn't fulfilled their mandate. They hadn't followed the instructions. So there was three reasons why the people in that area with the Tower of Babel were, were changed and they were confused. And again, we did. I'm I'm doing the review because it's it's very... Important that we review and make sure we're on the same page, especially moving through a series. And if you're jumping in here week three, you may have missed something. So remember, specifically with the Tower of Babel, Babel, the word itself in the Hebrew actually means uh, door to heaven. It's not, it does not by definition mean confusion. The word Babel then was changed by virtue of what happened and how the Lord changed the confused the language. So we need to make sure that even, especially during this election season, there's a lot of political agenda where they're confusing the topics, they're confusing the issue and making us all wonder what's going on next. Well, what's coming up next is a break. We're going to come right back with the Raising Men Show. We're talking about Party Line. We'll be right back. This is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to life and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for airtimes and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancy Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to the Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're right back. There's a lot of information I want to cover today. I, I felt like last week's episode, I t- kind of like dropped off and ended too soon. I don't like having that feeling that I left information on the table. So I'm trying to get through a lot of info today. And and trust me, on our social media, I will be posting anything we've talked about here in the major topics under the section that talks about, you know, information that I used for this episode. We, so everything we talked about love those seven different titles, they will be there. We're going to turn to Galatians five and we're going to go to verses 13 to sixteen. We're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit because when we're dealing with political parties and understanding what the party line is and as Christians, I know being a Christian is not a political party, I get it, but in the in the framework and context of this study, this series, the political party. Really, We're Christians. We need to be child, children of God following after him, You know, not following after red, blue, pink, green parties or whatever it is. We need to be following after what the Lord says. And we have to set that ground rule. We need to understand what we are standing on, what's important to us. It's not just about the money. It's not even about the money at all. It's about what does the Lord want for our lives? What are we using as our lens to to view the candidates' discussion, or the propositions' discussion, or the laws' discussion about what's going on, and and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us to the path of at least the least damage, right? Because there's going to be problems with every proposition, every law that's passed, every candidate. You know, there are special interest groups, and and no one's not many are clean. I could say everyone's a criminal or a crook, but there's going to be some opportunities to make a choice that are not gonna be beneficial to everyone. So we're praying that the Lord continues to use our vote to choose the people that he would like to have in office. And if it's not the ones he, he wants, then he'll either make a change or he'll allow their candidacy, their time in office to fulfill his plan, whether it be a plan for helping us grow closer to God or a plan for us to uh well either way to be us drawing closer to God. That's just the bottom line. Let's also talk about the fruit of the spirit let's, let's get to that point as well so part of our par- party line should be dealing with the fruit of the spirit that's galatians 5 verses 13 to 26. so we're going to go and i'm going to read from the uh the passion translation i love the way it adds such a colorful language expounding expansive language sorry expansive definition to the language verse 13 beloved ones God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set a base of operations in the natural realm. Freedom means that we can become completely set free of self-indulgence, that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. Self-indulgence is something that as 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 a country we tend to have great access to especially during the political times, there's going to be a lot of self-indulgence when it comes to exaggerating the truth and bearing um, what's really true. Verse 14, For love completes the laws of God. All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care for and love yourself. I stop there because we have to understand and ask ourselves, How are we demonstrating love to our neighbor as we're going back and forth, as we're going to stores, as we're on our jobs, dealing with people, working with our children, posting on social media, supporting our candidate? What is love there? And we need to be careful, and even in the definitions of the words, love at every instance here is the word agape or agapeo. From this case, is New Testament, so from the Greek agapeo, which means we like we talked about. It's the it's God's love. It's the it's the love. It's a pure form of love. It's just the perfect love of God. Now remember or I should say no, that agape came in to play after the death of Jesus. So it's coming in here where he was fulfillment of the law. He lived a perfect sinless life. So now a perfect version of love entered the world. And so now we can use the word agape in our language. There wasn't a way to explain what a perfect love was in the Old Testament because it didn't exist. It had not yet come. Okay. Continuing to read verse 15. But if you continue to criticize and come against each other, over minor issues politics <laughs> are considered to be minor issues okay even social injustice that's not it may not feel like minor but we're coming against each other to criticize each other on issues like this if you're not showing love social injustice is obviously not love so that's an issue okay continuing or reading over verse 15 But if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. My goodness. And that's a way where you see people acting a lot out in public right now. Wild beasts trying to destroy each other instead of trying to love. It's the opposite of what the Lord is calling for in the Bible. If you don't believe it, read it. Follow along. Challenge. Let's go. Verse 16. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self or life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living freely within you. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self or your old self-life from dominating you. So then the two are incompatible and conflicting forces within you or in yourself. And the new creation of spirit, let's read that again. I don't think I did a good job reading that one. I'm reading its fundamentals, so I'm gonna read it again. So then the two are incompatible, and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and your new creation of life, the spirit. But when you are brought into full freedom in the spirit of grace, you no longer live under the under the denomination of law but soaring above it the cravings of self-life are obvious sexual immorality lustful thoughts pornography chasing after the thing of chasing after things instead of god manipulating others hatred of those who get in your way senseless arguments resentments When others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Now, I'm going to stop there with verse 19. That was 19 and 20. That was a long piece, 19, 20, and 21. It has a lot of things in there from a social media standpoint we already see happening when people are on social media. Uh, whether it be your position of power from the commander in chief down to the commander in our home or, or ourselves, sending out social media statements that are inflammatory, that are coming against people who just don't like us or people who, don't, who are not in agreement with our position. So if someone if were to be in opposition of something I'm saying on one of our shows— They would be saying something inflammatory about me and then I get upset and I don't want to have anything to do with them. So we're having a senseless argument going back and forth, throwing temper tantrum and having an angry quarrel about something that really is a minor thing. And we're not showing the love of God and we're going through all these immoral and lustful thoughts and having an issue which is against the will of God. So we have to be very mindful and look at ourselves and check ourselves to find out what are my social media posts doing to people? What what are they saying? Are they expressing who I really am as a child of God, or are they, or am I expressing them as a showing this sinful desire of my flesh of my self life, or am I showing the love of God in my new Christian spirit filled life? Okay. Keep as I continue to read. Haven't all haven't I already warned you? That those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the realm of God? Oh my gosh. So Paul here is telling us that if you don't, he's already he's trying to help us understand that if we're continuing to be selfish and self-absorbed and not follow after the things of God, we won't enter the kingdom of heaven. We won't make it to heaven. We won't see God. We could have all this wonderful kingdom down here on earth and treating people like crap and your candidate can win every single time. But if you're not following after Christ, it doesn't matter if your candidate won because the real true king already won and he's already going to make sure that you don't spend any time with him. So we need to make sure we're understanding what really truly makes sense and what is our party line? Is our party line the selfishness, self-centered, self-life? Or is it about the life of the Spirit in the Spirit of Christ that Lives inside of us, or should be living inside of us, because our fleshy parts are in direct conflict, as it's already been confirmed here in 19 and above, with the spiritual part that the Lord is putting in us, that He that we invited to be in inside of us. And so, I know we do the things that we don't want to do, and and we don't do the things that we want to do, but it's by choice, and it's, there always will be choices. Ah, let me get on it. There's a lot of information we're trying to get through. In this one episode we may have to spill it over to another one we'll see whatever the lord says picking up on verses 22 and 23 but the fruit produced by the holy spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions joy that overflows peace that subdues patience that endures kindness in action a life full of virtue faith that prevails gentleness of heart And strength of spirit, never set above, never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. I mean, okay, some of us haven't heard it read, you know, read in that way before. So we're going to read just that one portion again. So Galatians five twenty two specifically in the new international version. For those who are like, oh my gosh, I don't understand. I got lost just reading the words and it didn't sound like a version I'm familiar with. So we're gonna read that same section for those who are used to it. In fact, you know what? Let's go up even farther. We're gonna go back to 19, to 18, so 518, we're gonna go there. So we're gonna read all the same sections I just read, not all, but this section here for those who are used to hearing it in a more common language. 518 of Galatians, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are uh, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred. Okay, let me make sure you understand this. Idolatry, meaning other gods before God, or anything else that takes the place of God, takes your attention from God as an idol. Witchcraft. A lot of games our kids are playing, In that's the standpoint of a game game. I'm talking about a whole life sold out to what the 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 magic side and the spiritual nature of an object or a presence uh, or a spirit itself other than god witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage Throwing temper tantrums beating your children beating your spouse fighting with other people selfish and selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness I know some folks like to have a drink now and then, but you don't have to be drunk and sloppy moving around. Orgies. Okay, some folks like that too, but it's, it's in the word. And the like I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's not me saying it. Read your word. It says it here. If you're participating in these things right here, you're not going to make it in heaven. You can, it's a wrap. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy. Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self self-contro- and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Okay. A lot of information we're trying to get through. Help you understand your party line. What is your party line? Are you, are you even living and supporting the party that you're professing to be a part of. It's time to check yourself before the old rip-trap song later said before you wreck yourself. This is Craig Carlisle. This is the Raising Men Show, Party Line, part of our political party series. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We wanna work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families, protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am john Treese Wells with World Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlin, on WKBY 1080 AM. All right, so we've gone through a lot of information there to help you establish your party line. Now, that it, in, in establishing a party line, it's something that you believe in, something that you can get behind, something that you want to make sure that you live according to. You can't say that I'm a, a Christian and live like a complete heathen. I, I wanted to use another word, but I, I just knew I probably shouldn't use that. Then. That was a, definitely a Howard Stern move, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to continue to exhibit the fruits of the spirit, but I tell you, I would have, how do you say, I would have probably, yeah, I probably would have, I get self-love, fallaciously love to have said that to you over the time, but I don't want to do that. I need to constantly maintain that agape love as best I can, okay? So selfishly, I don't want to say anything crazy. Like we should all make sure we do as we're going. We don't want to say anything crazy to people. That's not going to bring peace. That's not going to bring your neighbor closer to God. As you may or may not think, we are the only versions of God, of Christ, that some people may ever see. And if people are watching our version of Christ, I don't know what they're thinking about God. It's I mean, they may be like, man, if God is like that, I can, I must be a godly person as well because they cuss, they they swear, they drink, they smoke, they, you know, have orgies. They're you know beating people. They're just very nasty on social media. Very you know promiscuous. Very a whole laundry list of things. Children are out of control. They're Always arguing with people. They're always, you know, making themselves out to be more than they are, whether it be socially on social media or just publicly in their their regular life, you know, living beyond their means and not taking care of their children, not leaving a positive legacy behind. These are things that are implied by the word. What are we doing to create a party line that sets a standard and not leaves a curse? We want to set a standard in our life for for a, like setting a bar for our children and ourselves to get over every time. This is as low as we're going to go. We're we're going to do this. We live a life. For, we're not going to do any of these other things. So, you know, when you go to school, you know, there's no talking. This is the standard. You don't, we don't do this. We don't bring home bad grades. We need to do this. There's a certain standard. Uh, the, your last name should mean something to you. The Carlisle name should mean something. To you, it should it should have at least that's the way it was when I was growing up back in the day. It was it, it meant something to say that your your last name was this, and it wasn't associated with anything negative. But you have to ask yourself, what do you want to be known for, and what do you want to stand for? What is your party line? What is what is important? So when someone asks you, hey, what was Craig all about, or what are you all about? Well, I'm about this, and this is what I believe in. I believe in loving the love of God. I I believe in showing the love of God. I believe in 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 being a, a peacemaker where at all possible now trust and believe if you do something you know to me you come at me in a, in a way in attack me you throw the first lick I'm definitely gonna finish it off and not have any question with you and, and I'm not going to leave any doubt that I'm gonna protect myself but I'm not that one that's gonna be you know starting a fight there's no reason to because the words there's there's some senseless quarrels I'm not gonna go you know chase you down I, I I've had you know if you listen to other episodes yeah you know I've struggled in my past, and I've been delivered from road rage, where people would cut me off, and I would, you know, follow them for exits and miles at a time to get back at them. But that's not even safe. That doesn't even make good sense. <clears throat> but we got to make sure we're teaching our children. I, speaking of which, I saw this really amazing commercial that was an example of that. In fact, I probably need to put it on social media to for the show to illustrate the example. It was a gentleman, it was actually two gentlemen at the opening part of the commercial that were in a car, I believe it was on a rainy day or whatever. There was a gentleman in the backseat that was screaming negatives about, and you knew the guy was talking to a woman, probably his wife. You're this, and you're that, all these negative things, and the guy in the front seat, they were, would repeat the same thing into the phone he was talking to. And then what else was in the car, just these two gentlemen. The gentleman in the backseat continued to yell something in the front Gentleman in the front seat would repeat the same thing, and it went on and on for several lines of dialogue. The commercial flipped back to the same scene, <clears throat> but the person now in the back seat was a little boy in a car seat, listening to his father, or what it was apparent to you know, the implication was that it was his father yelling at screaming and his mother, his wife on the phone, the boy's mother. Those were examples of our children listening to us like sponges. They're they're towing the party line. They understand what the party line inside of our homes is or are because of how we live. If our party line is, you know, wastefulness and sloth and, you know, being violent and drunk and being two-faced and inconsistent with how we live our lives and how we parent, and then that's how they're going to live. If we're mean and violent and belligerent to, to our children and to other people that they're listening to, that's going to be the party line. That's what we're teaching them. Them is important. If we're for teach whatever we're doing in our home, everything everything down to not making our beds, not keeping a clean house, not cooking meals. I'm not going to get involved with fast food meals. I mean, I understand we all we we already know that traditional fast food is unhealthy for us. Our kids seeing that exercise is not a priority. Kids are seeing that. Time spent with them is not a priority. Kids finding that excessive gaming is a a priority because sometimes even the parents, we as parents are the ones playing more games than our kids are. What are we showing in our home? Because I'm going to do another series because the Lord is telling me to called It Begins at Home. And maybe the party line, maybe political party, maybe it's a part of the overarching It Begins at Home series because a, friend of my, a good friend of mine, Al and I, we were talking um, last evening and trying to solve the issues of life in just a few conversations over some over some food late at night. It wasn't good for our bellies at the time. It to sure tasted good, though. But what we were trying to get a hold of is what are we really giving our kids? What kind of legacy are we leaving for our children? What are we really saying? What are we really doing what's really good, what's really bad. And during the course of our conversation, it was a lot of lack of faith in what, what we truly, truly believed. And when you get to the point where our kids are struggling with their identity, they're struggling with who they are as a person, they're just struggling with all of these things that society says should they should be one way or the other, we have to be mindful as parents that we've gotta stay connected. We've gotta be purposeful. We've gotta be diligent in our party line. We've gotta understand that our in my house it's important that I know what my kids are up to, that not from us snooping around, give me your phone. No, I'm not saying that the kids should have privacy because they don't pay for nothing. And if they're not paying for anything, they don't nothing is private. So I mean, okay, I'm not trying to be rude or crude. I mean, there are some things that the child should be able to go to the bathroom and shower by themselves without a parent standing there. That's just, let's just be real. Okay. Not be super spiritual. But there's some things that as a child, you know, kids, okay, so well, you don't look at my phone. It's my phone. You don't look at my text messages. So I'm like, wait a minute. It's my house. I'm the adult. I pay the bills. The party line is you do as I'm saying. And I'm not trying to be the dictatorial parent, but you know what? doggone it, I need to understand what you're doing and you need to understand what is right according to the rules I've set in this house, which are rules governed by the Lord, will of God and the word of God. I work for a, a company that, in, in a customer service capacity. I have customers call all the time. They're saying, we need your product to do X, Y, and Z because I, my child is violent and I, I need to, you know, stop what they're doing and 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 our, your device helps me do that, but it's broken. It's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, and I don't want to have any argument with my kid, and you know I don't want them to even know that I'm changing, you know how their thing works, and I want to be able to do this without having any conflict. I was like, wait a minute. So you want me to be the parent? You want this company's product to be their parent? And there's no device that can replace a parent. We've still got to do, put in the work. We've still got to set the ground rules. We've, ground rules. We've still got to be able to develop the party line and make sure that all of our constituents, <laughs> members of our family, understand this is who we are. And this is the line that we're not going to cross. And when that line is crossed and or you come under the line, if you're not meeting the expectation, there are repercussions. And you got to be diligent to the that philosophy. Otherwise, the kids are always going to test and find out how far can I push that line? Is that, is that party line movable? Can I erase it real quick? Or is it something that's actually hard and fixed? And there's sometimes when there's a, a party line where, you know what, that doesn't make sense. Maybe we can make an adjustment here or there. But we can't adjust what the Word of God is saying. Yeah, I get it. Some people talk about, oh, yeah, Craig, but we live in the new dispensation. We live in a a new era, the New Testament law. Jesus came in fulfillment of the law. He died, and we're in this whole new place now. I get it. The word of God is a living word, and it still confirms itself even today, even right now, we're not rewriting the Bible in any way. The Holy Spirit was left behind as a conduit to remind us of what the Lord had already said and to also alert us to the fact of what God is saying to us even now. So the Holy Spirit is is, is here to do that for you as you're developing your party line, as you are administering your, and you're holding your party line so you already know where the Lord wants that line to be. But if we're constantly not paying attention to the Lord and your party line is basically saying, hey, anything goes. I'm a Christian in name only or in title only or whatever religious belief I am, I'm I'm good. I'm just, it's not a big deal to me. It, it's, it doesn't matter. Like week one, we talked about what really matters. Maybe nothing really matters in your home. But then that's, whatever you're setting as your party line, that becomes the standard for generation after generation after generation. What type of generational curses are you setting up in your family, in your household, in your bloodline by virtue of what your party line is? I don't I don't need to, to, to put any more negative, any more curses in my in my family bloodline. There was already enough that I'm trying to deal with right now and 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 cut off right then and 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 solve and work through on my side and my wife's side, or late wife's side, excuse me. Taking the time to to ask the Lord what those curses are is one thing. I need to understand from a party line, what was my family's party line generations ago, two, three, four times removed? I don't have much information about my father's side of the family. I know his sister, my aunt. I know her, but we don't. I don't know her mother or her, their father. I don't know of their mother's mother or their father's father. I don't know the other people in their family. I just know a portion of the people on my mother's side. <clears throat> Same thing with with my late wife. I don't know a lot about her side of the family. I know a few people. I don't know their background. So I don't understand what their generational curses were. What what was in their bloodline? But I can pray. I can ask the Lord to show me. But I don't need to include and insert into my family's bloodline, to my children's bloodline, curses that can span three and four generations by my poor conduct by my misconduct by my failure to hold the party line alright so we're going to talk about some, give ourselves some tools to work with when we come back in the final segment we'll be right back this is Craig Carlisle on the Raising Me Show it's been a long time preach preach if you really want to This is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to life and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for airtimes and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, William Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM last segment, last segment, we're going to work through some tools and we're going to continue to you know, talk about this thing we're talking about right now. The the series is Political Party. And this week's topic is Party Line. And we've spent two segments here, sorry, yeah, three segments here to actually talking about the Party Line. What is a Christian should be, what as a Christian should be in our Party Line? What should we believe in? And spend some time reading through um, we'll talk about the aspects of love and we read through Galatians 5, 13 to 16, and we spent some time really talking about what should be in our party line. So it's one of the tools that we already have, we know we have, is the Bible. We just need to be able to read it, and, and not just reading it from the standpoint of just cold and understanding and reading in a, in a version that we don't really get, but in this technolo- technological age, there's so many, so many tools out there that just, that are readily at our disposal. I definitely would give you one as blueletterbible.org. That's blueletterbible.org. It's one of the greatest resources I use. It's a free resource. It's online. You can type in your scripture or a topic, even a phrase. And when it brings up the the scripture, you can use what's called the, um, there's a lexicon and a concordance that it, you can go in and help you understand what the words are. So when you're reading a passage of scripture, reading a chapter, reading a verse, and you find a word, like the word love, you know, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kind of love. What was the word, what was the meaning there? What was the definition of that, the use of the word love? Because as I spoke about in the first segment, if there's, in the English language, if there's, well, we're applying it to English there's only one word, one definite, one word for the word love. You know, there's some synonyms, right? But the word love, is just love. We don't have, like in other languages, Spanish, Greek, Hebrew, we don't have the, the feeling words, the feeler word that replaces the word love. There's seven different words in the Greek alone for the word love. And they all mean love. Eros, phileos, storge, agape, ludos, pragma, and philecia. Love. But it has a definition behind it. In the English, like we already know, I could tell you I love you seven different times. And you're not going to know, because especially if I've given you the radio inflection of the, of the term love, you're not going to know if it's, did he really choose me to love? Or did he choose me to love? Or did he choose me to love? Or, and so on. So you need to have it by the actions. And, and so often, especially in this political climate, we're not going to know if a person's actions are true or not. If they're, if they're right for them, right for you, or right for the both of you. So we have to be able to take the definitions in your scriptures and understand what was the word's definition. What was the root there? And even not just spend a lot of time reading the the scripture itself, go back a few scriptures above a few lines above read go to the to the top of the chapter and find out the background as to what was what was the reason this was this book was written what did it mean here in this story what was going on during this time period because I need to be able to understand some of the scriptures that we have that we use to to prove our point to give us the political agenda, fulfill a political agenda like we talked about last week, we may be using a scripture out of context. I've used I've done it before, we've all done it before, but when I've realized that, whoa, I'm using I'm misusing that, I need to stop. We need to do better once we know better. Another piece of another tool to use of course is just the philosophy of reading in general for yourself. I know a lot of us are, you know, not going to church as regularly as we may have gone in the past, and not going to a physical building as often as we may have in the past, and some of us may be even new to the relationship with God and doing a lot of that online and watching and listening. and you may kind of read the, the scripture may as it may be presented on the screen, but are we going back and rereading the scriptures that the pastors or the speakers of the day may be using for that, for that message? Are we spending the time on these websites like a blue letter bible or Biblegateway.org or even a logos um bible application, which I do use a lot, where you can actually get to the to the meat? And I, I've I've always I had gotten to a point in my life where I was hungry. I wanted to know how did that pastor get that information? How did he know where did he get the information from? How did he know the Tower of Babel was built to be and only was this high and how did he know it was in the valley of shinar where is the valley of shinar anyway i mean how did he know that the people back then wanted to do this and it's 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 information that are in commentaries meaning a person spent a time writing an article in a book that was just about the information about that one topic may have been a book in itself about a whole chapter that gave the background of what paul apostle paul may have done and tells you about paul's background and it tells you even the perspective that Paul came from or if you know even with Peter if it, how Peter was as a person and knowing how the author is and their background is going to give you some insight as to, into their writing and their perspective case in point some of your you know favorite authors right now may be I don't know C.S. Lewis or some of the more modern day authors and you know about a topic whether it be Christian or non-Christian and to really understand an author's perspective about how they wrote a book and why—you really need to understand the author. What were you thinking when you wrote that? What was your mindset? And 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 what about that topic that you wrote about was really you? And 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 where did you get inspired to do that? And then you can dig and then get a perspective as to hmm, if if my life came from a fisherman's life, or if it came from an abused life, or if it came from a a, a well-to-do life, my writing me may come from that perspective. So as you learn in the Bible, who wrote the book? The book of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there are some chapters and there's some passages that are the same story retold in a different way, or Matthew, Mark, um, or retold in the same way. Why were the three perspectives required? Who was the person that wrote it? who who do the scholars believe really wrote it? Do they think that that particular disciple could he actually really read or write, and maybe someone else wrote it for him based on what it was dictated to him? So we need to understand what we're reading. So that's another tool for you is to get do the further investigation. Another tool I like to give is take your time. Don't you really can't just go. Figure I'm going to just plop down, I only have five minutes to read and expect to get really deep. I want to get through this volume. Sometimes even doing these shows for an hour, or in this case, 58 minutes is not enough time because the preparation that goes in prior to this, you can't do in five or 10 minutes. You can't, though it may be a 12-minute section, it may take an hour or two or more or six hours of kind of reading and stirring through and sitting with God and looking for an answer To a question that you may have or I may have in preparing for this show or message to really get an understanding of what it really means. What's the revelation, God? I need to know, I need to array my word, that right now, fresh word about what that passage may have been about or what this this word I've been given about my life. It's based on scripture because the word of God is going to confirm itself over and over. It's not going to ever be in conflict, Ever. No matter what you may say, it may feel like it's in conflict. Sometimes when I, I was in conflict with God, when I felt like you know, especially all this police brutality and race relation issues start coming up, I was like, you know, look, God, you said that if I your word says that if I ask anything in your name, it's going to be given to me. It shall be. It shall be. It's what your word says. But you're not you're not taking away race relation problems. You're not taking away police brutality. You're not taking away people getting shot and killed. I get it that some people that are being shot and killed are criminals I get it they've done criminal acts and we're not trying to dispute that part but it's the level of violence the level of response the level of is as to one group over in the other I mean some people come out in zip ties and a, and a bulletproof vest or escorted in a limousine to the precinct versus other folks got people's neck you know knees on their neck and extra bullets in their back I don't that's the part I don't understand, God, why don't you take that away? I, why can't it be even? But your word says it should be, and I can ask, but you're not listening to me. But I had to look and pray and sit still for a moment and actually understand that God's plan is greater than any one of us can even understand. And the troubles we're having with race relations is really goes back to the to the Garden of Eden at the first place where sin entered after Adam ate from the fruit, Where where a man will be brother will be set against brother, father against son, mother against daughter, and even husband against wife. So we're really truly the same race of people that are broken up and divided into different cultures. We are actually brothers and sisters that are now set against each other. And that's what the word says. And no amount of scripture, you know what, no amount of praying and fasting and yelling and screaming and flailing in the air is gonna stop that because God's plan has gotta be fulfilled And so so we understand that he is God above all else. But he also says that we've gotta love each other and we've gotta be able to move in that way. So I'm encouraging you all, especially in this politically charged climate, you've gotta seek God before you open your mouth we have got to learn to be, remember to be slow to speak, quick to listen, because people are saying some things that may, we may not be listening to that are going to prick our ear and make us angry and upset quickly. We don't need any more of that right now. We need love. Love should be that party line. That was what Jesus brought. All right, we got to go. We'll see you on next week for another episode of the Raising Men Show. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.